you people should stop buying shit coins because shit coins are a financial risk for society. Only buy a Bitcoin before you get financially wrecked. Consult with a professional before investing. And here we are with the next episode. Today I'm gonna sit down with Nick and mine and we're going to talk about toxic Bitcoin maximalism. Oh, that's such a favorite topic of ours, right? When was the last time we talked about it? Well, probably every day. We get reminded by shitcoiners every day that how bad toxic maximalists are. But I guess it's time to remind ourselves what this is really about. So stay tuned, because after the sponsors and music, the episode starts. Enjoy. Why is culture so important in Bitcoin? Ask this to yourself. How come the Bitcoin creates organic culture? You can find this out very easily. All you have to do is just go to citadel21.com and check out the latest design. Citadel21.com is a Bitcoin cultural design. You can find there pure pleb and Bitcoiner signal. Signal that matters. Signal that matters for the people. The Bitcoin users. Us, the users. If there wouldn't be users, there wouldn't be Bitcoin. And that's what matters. And that's what creates the culture. The users. So check out Citadel21.com and get those signs. You can order limited edition signs also there. And get them before they last, because there will be only 1,000 copies printed with each sign that is released. That's Citadel21.com, the Bitcoin cultural sign. There we go, now we're recording. So, welcome to the Bitcoin Rehab Show. Welcome to the show. Uh, finally managed to get you on the show. I'm really happy that you're here, Nick. Yeah, um, thank you for having me. Yeah, man. It's, it's really a pleasure to have you here. Um, you had quite an interesting uh, event back in, in Florida at Bitcoin 2020. 2021, I mean. And... There, there is this topic that we never managed to really discuss, or as I also I feel like it didn't really went too deep at the conference about talking about uh, why maximalism is so important. And I thought it would be really a great uh, opportunity to talk a bit more about it, but I think it will be best if we would start with a bit of an introduction. I'm not sure if... Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure that most people know you already, but uh, probably there are some people who don't know you. So I think <laughs> if you could introduce yourself and get some background. Yeah, sure. So, hi, I'm Nick. 
I think I'm most commonly known for for just being someone young who's in Bitcoin. Like, I feel like that's my sort of <laughs> Mr. Zoomer. Yeah, but uh, like seriously, I'm I'm just I'm just another dude stacking Bitcoin. Like, um, I dropped out of school to stack to focus more on stacking Bitcoin and work for Bitcoin Magazine. I was working at a physical therapy clinic like right out of high school. And I was going to community college. I decided not to go to a four-year school so I could just work, accumulate Bitcoin, and, like, figure myself out. And I kind of came to the conclusion that, like, wow, I really don't want to, like, you know, end up in a place where I don't love what I'm doing. And I don't, like, love what I do every single day. And I don't want to be miserable at work because I've worked with people who are in that situation they hate where they are they're not necessarily in a bad place in life but um like being a physical therapist like that's a pretty dope gig it pays well and um it's a nice job but it's like if that's not what you like then um you're gonna be miserable at it and i've noticed that in that profession and just some other places in life and i didn't want to end up like that so decided it'd be worth it to just drop out of school and take advantage of all the opportunity that's going on in Bitcoin uh, career-wise and to accumulate more Bitcoin-wise. Um, so just did that. Um, and yeah, I've just been stacking sats, buying Bitcoin, and just been, you know, chilling out on Twitter lately. Cool, cool. How do you first manage to get introduced to Bitcoin? What was the first moment that you, like kind of figured out it was it so i had never heard the word bitcoin or like any words in relation to it um until my senior year of high school which was uh the fall of 2017 and my brother and his friends introduced me to it because they were like oh man we missed the dip you know you know <laughs> i knew bitcoin the dip. Was yeah, they're like, I, I knew Bitcoin was going to explode in price. Now it's $6,000. And I was, I was looking at them like, what the fuck is Bitcoin? And they were trying to explain to me how like some anonymous dude named Satoshi made a, a, a money that you can trade back and forth. And, uh, you know, it's like it's going to defeat the banks and, you know, all this stuff. And I'm looking at them like scratching my head thinking y'all are retarded and i was thinking that is a clear <laughs> and obvious scam and i'm thinking y'all are gonna lose so much damn money and they were explaining it to me more and more in the next like 10 15 minutes they were showing me how like you could download an app they they showed coinbase to me unfortunately first but they were like you can buy bitcoin super you know just easy like this and i was thinking well I can do that. And this is a Ponzi scheme, but if everyone else is making money off of it, then I might as I might as well. So I downloaded Coinbase and I made an account. And I bought I think $50 worth of Bitcoin first. And I thought that it had immediately dumped because it, I only had like $48 worth of Bitcoin, but it turns out it was just the transaction fee. I mean, the, you know, the exchange fee, I should say, not the transaction fee, but um, I sold it like immediately. And I was just thinking to myself, like, holy fuck, like, I don't know. It, it just kind of stuck with me from that day on. Um, I just started researching into it more and more. I thought it was like cooler how like you could just have your own money 
be able to take it off the exchange and completely own it by yourself. And um, it just like I've always I've always liked technology and just like little like you know cool stuff like that that I thought was badass that I thought was like different from you know everything else um it just really stuck with me and i just went more and more down the rabbit hole i um one thing was like literally that day i i opened up twitter i had like just a twitter account where i followed like soccer and like video game stuff and like right on cue this one youtuber who i used to watch tweeted you know, something about Bitcoin and how he is into it. And I was like, well, this dude seems to be pretty smart. So if he's into it, like maybe there's something more to it. And I also was thinking like when I was little, I really liked like the idea of like owning a, a MacBook Pro and like being able to code an app and like make money off of it. I never actually did it, but I always really wanted to. And I even had like a little like booklet full of like I app ideas where like I could code up a video game and like I could sell it for free and then, you know, get them with the in-app purchases or something. Like I was trying to think of a way to like, you know, make money. And this was when I was in like late elementary school, early middle school. And uh, I just was like Google searching, watching YouTube videos on how like the process works to get like an app on the store and stuff. But um, one of the things I noticed was like, they do very thorough background checks on everything. So it's like, if Bitcoin's a scam, like a blatant scam, there is no way that Apple would let, you know, an app on their app store that sells it directly. So that kind of piqued my interest even more. And I was like, okay, there's definitely something more to this. And then I just dove down the rabbit hole even more. Though Apple is not that, uh, how many peculiar, peculiar with, uh, with the application it allows them to the app store. I know a friend who lost uh, half a million euros just downloading an app from the app store. <laughs> really? Yeah, he, he used to work at a company. I mean, he's still working at a company and he basically downloaded a, an app that was recommended to him <laughs> and it he just, he sent some money because it was handling for a client and basically the money just kind of vanished <laughs> holy shit so do don't like trust everything that's on the apple app store but guys yeah that is true i remember there's these there's this one app i i don't remember the name of it but it was 999 dollars and 99 cents so pretty much a thousand dollars and the app was like oh, this app is only for rich people. You can purchase this app and show it off to your friends to show you can afford it. And the only thing it did, it popped up like, I think it was like a picture of a diamond or something. And it, it literally did nothing. It was just a picture. And people were actually buying it. And I was like, this app does absolutely nothing. And people are still buying it. So yeah, definitely don't trust everything on the app store yeah so nick how did you get involved with the bitcoin flaps so kind of when i was going through my my journey in bitcoin like i like most people i started off as a shit coiner and i i was really like enticed by on twitter when i would google not google when i would twitter search bitcoin and i'd see like these uh shit coiners posting trades of them getting like you know plus a thousand plus ten thousand plus a hundred thousand plus a million you know profits i was like holy shit there's something to this 
and um i kind of went through that journey like i i had a bunch of different shit coins um I did I had no idea what the fuck I was doing and I kind of was like, you know, saying, "Oh yeah, I love the technology behind this stuff." And I had no idea what the fuck I was talking about. Like <laughs> I I never read any white paper for any shitcoin. I would just go based off of what people were saying on Twitter and YouTube like like a total noob. And after a while, I just started like slowly filtering out the noise. And I got rid of so many shit coins. Like I remember at one point I had like thirty different shit coins. <laughs> it was really bad. And oh. it got to the point where I only had three. It was like three total. Uh was it natural decrease in interest or you just figured out they were like trash? A bit of both. I was kind of thinking like like I was really into this one coin called Amise Go for a little bit. And I remember, like, the way they pitched it to me was, like, if you're traveling, you can take Amise Go with you. And, like, let's say you go to Germany, you can automatically trade trade that into, like, the German currency. And then if you go to Norway, you could trade it into the Norwegian currency. And, like, just back and forth real quick. And I, it sounded smart to me at the time, but now I'm thinking about it more. It's, like, that's really fucking stupid. And um, it was just so many different currency, cryptocurrencies. I was, like, this is stupid. This is stupid. Like, I don't, like, so what if some, you know, nerds on Twitter care about it? Like, the rest of the world doesn't. And, like, this shit's not going to be the thing that gains mass adoption. And... Um, over time, I kind of gradually went down to three different cryptocurrencies. It was Bitcoin, obviously, uh, Ethereum, and Litecoin. I was never into Ethereum, really. Like, I'd never, I didn't understand it at all, and I never pretended like I did understand it. I was just like, okay, this is super complicated. Like, it's definitely beyond what I can, you know, comprehend and understand. So it must be like really, really good. But no, it's it's just really stupid because like none of it makes any sense, and it's 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 always breaking and it's broken. It just it's really stupid, and um, I got rid of that, and then I was only holding Bitcoin and Litecoin because I was thinking, you know, Litecoin's the silver to Bitcoin's gold, you know, and like I, I after a while I was like, you know, all these these scammers and these shitcoiners, they're peddling their coins. It's like, oh, like, look at this cool technology, you know, you can do so much with it. And like, it's the future of this. It's, it's the future of that. And I kind of started to think, like, what am I trying to get out of this personally? And I just was kind of like, I don't want to sit at my computer all day, every day, looking at like retarded shit that doesn't, you know, mean anything like I'm kind of just in this for sound money, like the more I was thinking about it. So I was like, okay, I know Bitcoin sound money and Litecoin appears to be sound money. But as I kind of debated with people on Twitter and kind of like read more about like history and like what happened to silver in real life, like it just like the the whole phrasing of Litecoin being silvers to Bitcoin's gold is really fucking stupid because like silver failed as a money uh and like there it it litecoin would fail the same way you know it's just it's fucking stupid it's useless and after a while um when i was only holding bitcoin and litecoin i met psychedelic bart on twitter and i dm'd him and i was like dude 
like not trolling here. I'm j- just genuinely wondering, like, what is Bitcoin maximalism and what are the benefits of it? And he kind of sat me down and he was telling me, you know, a little bit about it. And he was like, you know, at the end of the day, you got to make your own decision. Um, here are the benefits. Uh, here are the cons to holding shit coins. And, you know, you d- go do your own research. But um, yeah, like for me, Bitcoin maximalism is the way. And I, I was like, OK, so I kind of sat on that for a little bit and thought more about it. And then I heard a quote from someone, I don't remember who it was on Twitter, but it was something like, Bitcoin, like I can sleep easy at night knowing when I go to sleep and I wake up in the morning, I have the same amount of Bitcoin as I had the night before because, you know, if you're only holding Bitcoin, you're not worried about the trade, the fluctuations between, you know, Bitcoin versus shitcoin, so... You know, over time, I was looking at charts and seeing how shit coins always go to zero against Bitcoin. And I was like, why the fuck am I hodling Litecoin? This shit is garbage. It's going straight down to zero. And, you know, you, you read a little bit more about like Austrian economics and you kind of figure out like one money, like money's kind of a winner take all system. Well, not kind of is. It is a winner take all system. And there's going to be one dominant money. And I don't want to lose my bitcoin holdings because that's all what matters in the end like you know when the dollars you know fiat dollars gone like it's just going to be bitcoin and i was like why the fuck am i holding this fool's bitcoin because that's what litecoin is so i dumped litecoin (laughs) and i i I never went (laughs) (laughs) and uh i feel like when i went bitcoin only that's when my education really began because it filtered out all the bullshit for me and I could really just focus on learning about Bitcoin and like the more important stuff. And um, that's when I really started to learn and understand more about Bitcoin because I was in it for more than the gains. I wasn't in it because, you know, oh, I want a Lambo or I want a super nice house in the next year. Hopefully I get a a thousand X on a shit coin. It's kind of like I'm playing the long game now. And um, I, I just started to focus on the more important stuff. Do you think there is a many uh, appeal to authority in the shitcoining space? I mean, obviously, if you look at like fancy websites and things like that, people might you know fall into the into the thought that uh, that that you know they they can trust these things because it looks nice, it's pretty, it uses sexy keywords and things like that. What do you think? A hundred percent, dude. I mean. <laughs> When I used to listen to this one crypto guy on YouTube. Uh, his, his username was the Modern Investor, and he went over you know the crypto news every day. And he would he would always make sure to tell you it's not financial advice. Do what you want. You know, do your own research. But you know, wink, wink, invest in the shit I'm saying. And um he just sounded really smart and i was like this guy definitely knows what he's talking about he seems professional he's well spoken like he probably knows a lot of stuff i don't so i will probably invest and i did invest in some of the coins that he did and some of the coins he was shilling were absolute fucking garbage and like just going on some of like those fancy websites like you know it's like it's like <laughs> i feel like it like it's something I don't know how to describe it. It's like, it's kind of like when vaping puts out like, you know, cherry and like vanilla flavored stuff to like appeal to children or like people who don't know any better to like get them hooked on smoking. 
It's oh, like yeah. the same way in Bitcoin. It's like you're appealing to people and taking advantage of stupid people. I was dumb as fuck at the time, so I can say that. Like, um, I didn't know any better, and I just see all these bright colors of shit coins, and I'm like, oh, that that's definitely attractive, you know, at first glance. Um, let me invest in it. Like, hopefully, this coin pulls a thousand x because I saw, you know crypto bob four five six on twitter (laughs) like you know it's it's you kind of get in to the space and it's like you think every coin that you own is gonna just skyrocket for any reason and that's not the way it works and it gets a lot of people wrecked yeah suddenly people just want their lambos and their what else their riches they don't think about the long-term consequences of their actions do you think so, this was a reason behind you you get you and Optimus starting with Queen Kindergarten? So starting Bitcoin Kindergarten was Jeremiah on Twitter. He was talking about how there needs to be like a Bitcoin radio call-in show where noobs can call in anytime or like during a time slot and ask any and all questions they have and like people who know what they're talking about um, can answer it. And we tried to do that initially, but the problem is it's extremely hard to do that, especially on a consistent basis, because there's just not enough people who are going to be calling in, you know, asking Bitcoin questions. So we started a Discord and we decided to just make it open to um, to everyone, really, just to come in and ask their questions. And at, at the very beginning, it was kind of hard. We were we were doing interviews we did i think two or three interviews and then we were like okay that's like not what the show's about like let's just you know ask like let's let everyone come in and just ask their questions so that's what we did and we actually got some pretty good people coming in like brand new people uh anastasia on twitter she's one of our like bigger success stories like she came in, she she didn't have a fucking clue about anything Bitcoin related. And we taught her like most of the stuff she knows today. And now she's like a she really gets it. And she's like a full blown toxic maxine on Twitter, which is dope to see. Um, I know Nico had some of his buddies uh, in real life get on and we orange pilled them. And then just like some other dudes just get on um, and orange pill them. And it was pretty dope. Uh, after a while, we just started doing like educational stuff so like we would cut the night into two episodes so the first episode would be like a presentation on like something you know obviously educational and then um the second part would be like an open discussion so that's when people would come in and ask their questions and if no one had questions we would just talk about like recent news that went on in the previous week and i did that for about a year with them and then I actually recently left Bitcoin Kindergarten. Um, I stopped my podcast on Bitcoin Magazine. I, I like appearing on other people's podcasts, but hosting my own is, is just not for me. And it's not something I was really enjoying anymore. So um, I know Optimus, Justifer, and Weenicus are now killing it at uh, Bitcoin Kindergarten, but I'm really like no longer a part of uh, that squad. Oh, yeah, okay. it's, it's a dope show. Yeah, it is. So let's let's steer this a bit. So, you guys were on a few weeks ago, at, on a panel at Bitcoin 2021, and the topic was 
toxic maximalism. Why did you guys choose this topic and, and how do you see what was the reaction to it? So um, a few months like before, like last fall, uh, the CEO of Bitcoin Magazine asked me if I would speak at the conference and then I said, yeah. And then a few months later, it wasn't until we started like actually putting everything together. Like once we uh, got, uh, we moved the conference from Los Angeles to Miami uh, and everything was like set in stone and we could actually like starting cementing details down. Um, like our conference organizer, Brandon, he was saying that like, you should do a panel on uh, toxic maximalism, why it's a feature, not a bug. Just cause like, I'm always chatting shit in the office and they think it's funny. And uh, so I was like, yeah, let's do it. But uh, I want to pick the people because I don't want like you guys to put anyone like fucking Floyd Mayweather up on my panel. And, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, like, God, I, that like, guy was a cringe. Oh, I know, dude. It was so bad. But um, I was like, yeah, like I, I got to approve all the people who's going to be on the panel. So. They told me they're like, yeah, like we want Alex Vetsky on the panel, and I was like, fuck yes, let's get Alex on there. And then I picked, I picked up three other plebs. Like I didn't really want to pick like you know quote unquote influencers just because like one, uh, obviously like plebs would be a lot better, and two like I feel like there wasn't enough pleb representation at the at the conference, and I didn't I would get my ass roasted if i picked you know influencers or some gay shit uh to be on the plug toxic maximalist panel so i picked nico nico is one of my boys uh super fucking solid dude just overall great guy um toxic maximalist like he truly cares just about forwarding bitcoin and uh destroying commies and um i love that i'm the same way um dr bitcoin md that was one I was surprised he did because he was going to dox his face. But uh, he's a solid dude, incredibly smart. He he definitely uh, brought more intellect to the panel than I did. But <laughs> but uh, he's a fucking solid dude. I was really happy that I got to meet him in person. And uh, he he was he called out uh, like some of the previous shit corners that were on stage while we were on stage there. So that turned out really, really well. I'm really happy he went on. Um, another one is Young Lurk. Um, I met him at Bitblock Boom last year because we gave away, like for Bitcoin Magazine, we gave away two tickets to that conference and he won them. And I was in the lobby at the uh, hotel and he came up to me. And he was like, dude, I'm the one who won the tickets from you. And we were just at the bar drinking and bullshitting all night. And he's a fucking awesome dude. Like, I'm friends with him now. I talk to him all the time. Um, and I was like, dude, like, I, I want to have you on my panel. I just texted him one day. I was like, dude, like, I asked if we could uh, get an extra chair. And uh, I want you on this panel, dude. Just just chat some shit. And uh, he was he was open to it. And uh, it was a fucking great time. So that's kind of how, like, the panel came together. It was just cool. Super. Yeah, just super chill. Any comments about what uh, the other guy, what's his face? You know, the, no, I mean, you know, the guy who runs Shapeshift, what's his face? Oh, Eric Voorhees. Oh, Eric Voorhees, yeah. So what, what do you think about Eric Voorhees? Any comment on him? So I actually didn't even hear what he said during the conference just because after the panel, 
I was backstage and I was chilling with like Matt O'Dell, Russell O'Kong, John Vallis, and all those people, and we were just like talking and bullshitting because uh, after that panel, it was the Jack Mallers announcement, you know, that El-, El Salvador was adopting Bitcoin. Yeah, and I was fucking hyped for that, and I I looked at the uh like they had a TV on in the back, and I was watching like it was in the corner of my eye. And I saw like Eric Voorhees and Sam Bankman Freed and like some other people. And I was like, yeah, I'm not bothering watching this. I didn't hear what he said, but from what I heard, uh, the crowd was booing him. So <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> I didn't really care to look up what he said after. Like I heard someone said he was like, oh, like that's bullshit. You know, toxic maximalism is bullshit, blah, blah, blah. It's like the thing you expect. Not not the thing you expect. It's the thing every shitcoin scander scammer says like this dude is such a piece of shit like he tried to destroy bitcoin in 2017 he's a total sellout he pushes all these shit coins while being almost exclusively bitcoin only like his his job is literally to help sell shit coins like the dude's a piece of shit like a- anyone who associates them- themselves with him like i i can't trust or take seriously like um it was funny uh my boy don reddy who's also buddies with lurk he got banned off twitter because he called uh him a transgender and then i think eric reported him and he got banned so i thought that was pretty funny (laughs) but uh like the dude's just such he's so spineless dude he's so naive and just like i i can't even figure out the right word to like you know accurately describe him it's just pathetic i see so like like, I see him arguing with some people on Twitter, and then, like, he'll try and play the victim card. Like, Adam Voorhees? Back called him out. Like, Adam Back called him out, and uh, he's like, oh, come on, Adam, dude. I always enjoyed our in-person conversations. Like, get his dick out your mouth, dude. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, I always enjoyed our in-person conversations. Don't, don't hate on me, Adam, please. It's like, shut the fuck up, Eric. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay like, so like that man did they just piss me off it's like you can see you can see their their bullshit you know it's so yeah, obvious obviously yeah i mean eric always goes on to you know what matters for his wallet not for the people you know he sells what is selling and if it is something that gonna rock pull thousands of people and it gonna land them under the bridge permanently he gotta sell them that money he doesn't. He doesn't care about it. it's a scam. But he's gonna. He's just gonna do it. All while being almost exclusively in Bitcoin. <laughs> he he knows exactly what he's doing. He's just a piece of shit. So how do you view toxic maximalism overall? So is it is it good for the space? Absolutely. So my view on toxic maximalism is like, and I feel like I gotta say this just because I've seen to- like toxicity change a little bit in 2021 and i think toxicity is really good for pushing hyper bitcoinization because like if you're being addicted like if you're if you're you know calling out scammers and bad actors like you know you're protecting people from uh getting wrecked like you know uh breed love was shilling big cloud and people were saying you know don't fucking buy the coin like <laughs> big cloud's an obvious scam and then you had people buying Breedlove coin, and then they got rug pulled, and they lost a lot of money. You know, 
people lost a lot of money to Elon Musk shilling Doge like crazy. Um, Crashed from eighty nine to 80, 83 or something down to sixteen cents. That that's that's a real rock pull there. Just completely fucking wrecked. And I mean, like, there's that one girl on Twitter who like has like three kids and she's single and she's like committed to Doge and she's like she got completely wrecked. She bought the top and now she's like refuses to sell. And she put um Bitcoiners or assholes in her bio. Like some people you just can't change. Like some people are just stupid and you got to move on. But like definitely, tr- you know, helping people avoid the scammers and call out the bullshit. Like that's definitely a feature. It's not a bug. Um, Doesn't it kind of anger the- you that, that when people like them just, you know, get wrecked and then they turn totally salty and there's like no way back for them after that? I think some people are just super stubborn and like they'll eventually turn around or some people won't just because of their ego. Like people like her, who knows? She could eventually, you know, like in a year from now, she could be like, wow, I was really wrong about, you know, the shit coins. I can't believe I made a fool of myself, you know, protecting a cryptocurrency with a dog on it. Um, You know, let me change my ways and learn more. And, you know, who knows? She could be a toxic maximalist in a year or two. But, um, some people I feel like will never change. Like some people just, they don't want to, they just like, you know, all the bullshit and they don't want to learn. They just want to keep, like some people love being victims, dude. They just love getting wrecked and then complaining about it. It's, it's what people thrive on. And, um, I just say, just stay away from those people. Just keep learning. And, um, yeah, like one of the things I wanted to say was like, um, what I've seen and what I've what I've always thought was like Bitcoin toxicity protects Bitcoin and Bitcoiners from shitcoiners, scammers, bad actors, but also like more importantly, like like the toxic fiat maximalists, like you know fucking Janet Yellen, Jerome Powell, uh, Joe Biden, Donald Trump. Um, like it's really important to teach people not just like why shitcoins are bad, but like why you know the current financial system fucks them, like it sets them up for failure, you know, as soon as they turn into adult, really. I mean, you go out into the real world and your money is devaluing, um, like, pretty quickly. And in addition to that, the prices of stuff you wish to afford, you know, whether it be a car, a house, school tuition, etc., is rising. So you're getting double wrecked on stuff. So it's like, oh, yeah, don't mind me if I'm being fucking... It's like oh yeah let's blame the bitcoiners for being toxic that's so bad but oh yeah just go get fucking wrecked on shit coins and staying in the current financial system like toxicity is not bad at all it's required because there's always going to be people trying to take advantage of others and that's exactly um like for their own personal gain and that's exactly how i see the current financial system just a group of people at the top fucking over everyone and uh i don't want to just stand there and get bent over by these people i want to fucking you know fuck these people you know for thinking that they can just do that to me so um like being toxic and pushing hyper bitcoinization is absolutely a feature not a bug i think some people have kind of gone off the rails a bit especially with some of like these newer bitcoiners like i saw people like for example uh psychedelic bart he decided that oh 
too many shit coiners are adopting laser eyes and I don't want to be associated with them. So I'm going to take off my laser eyes out of my Twitter profile picture. And, you know, I saw that. I was like, okay, whatever. Cool. And a lot of these newer, you know, t- quote unquote plebs were like attacking the fucking shit out of them. And like saying that he doesn't have conviction and like, he's not a real Bitcoiner and stuff. Like, because he changed his profile picture on Twitter. Like, that doesn't push hyper-Bitcoinization in any way. Like, that just means you're a dick, you know? And um, just, like, so many, like, petty stuff going on. And I've only been on Twitter for the past, like, three years, maybe. So, I don't know. Maybe it's always been like that. It probably has. But, like, maybe it's just, like, a lot worse now. I don't know. But, like... It's changing, yeah. It's noticeably changing these days. Even the quality of people is changing. It's degrading, probably. Yeah, and, like, I've noticed a lot of people, like, I always forget some of these people, but, like, I'll be on Twitter, and like, or I'll just be, like, walking around at, like, the store or something, and I'll be like, wait, where the fuck did Pompet go? You know? Or, like, wasn't there that guy who only posted quotes from that, like, of gifts of that girl from the office? Like, where did all these people go? Like, a lot of the, you know, White Rabbit left for a little bit. I know he's back. I know Hoddle not left for a bit. I know he's back. But, like, a lot of people just, like, come and go on Twitter that are, like, you know, solid plebs. And uh, I, I don't know where they're going. They're probably just taking a break from the internet or just not on Twitter at all. Still doing Bitcoin, you know, consuming and learning Bitcoin stuff. But, um, yeah, like, it's just there's a lot of noise on Twitter lately. And I've tweeted it out before that, like, I'm looking for a signal elsewhere. I haven't found it yet. Just Bitcoin Twitter has such this mass, such a massive network effect. Like, right now, like, it's just the place to be for, like, to stay up to date with all, like, not just Bitcoin news, but just, like, news in general. Like, it's pretty freaking crazy, like, how early I knew about, like, coronavirus thanks to Bitcoin Twitter in, like, comparison to, like, my friends and family. Like, it's just, Uh I feel like I'm front-running literally the entire world on news, and that puts me in such, like, an advantageous position that, like, it's it's worth it to stay on Twitter right now, just, you know, to continue front-running everyone. But, um, yeah, yeah. sorry to get sidetracked a little bit, but yeah, like, I think (laughs) if if you're promoting talks, if you're being a toxic maximalist, and you're promoting hyper-Bitcoinization, like, that's a good thing. But if you're just being a dick, like, and just, you know, trying to, like, say, oh, well, I'm just being a toxic maxi. Like, yeah, okay, whatever, dude. You know what also what really annoys me? What? Uh, so what really, really pisses me off is that when we are losing intellect. And what I mean by losing intellect is that when people buy shitcoin and they get completely wrecked. Is when they are permanently out of the ecosystem that they can no longer enter Bitcoin. You know, when, when these people get shilled the shitcoin and they just, you know, feel like that they're going to get in, they, they not, not everybody's going to be as lucky as you were. You see? It's... There has to be a little bit of survival instinct in some people who to be able to figure out the right path towards Bitcoin. Because if, if there, let's say, a couple people who buys uh, Bitcoin and the majority buys shitcoin and the next day 
the whales start you know rock pulling them or the or the creators uh, you know cash out scam them or whatever else it there's they, you know these people might often don't have a way back and you know we we as bitcoiners we are at a loss because those people haven't managed to get into bitcoin they had zero chance of uh, of uh, fulfilling their own uh, how would i say uh potential people there are billions of people out there who are completely oppressed and they have zero options to you know to fulfill themselves to become potential as in in politics in finance or other other aspects there and if we lose these people then we we are the loss we're the complete loss because we're not going to have the next uh, uh, entrepreneur or the next innovator or the next programmer who will take risks in order to to keep going forward with bitcoin and if we only have three people out of a hundred who bought bitcoin and only they are succeeding then be getting limited down much more than if the hundred people would have invested in the bitcoin and bought bitcoin keep kept buying bitcoin kept stacking sets we're just losing out on the intelligentsia there. You see what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, like, so when people first, like, when I first got into the space, like, I was buying shit coins. I didn't know any better. And one, one good example, I think, of what you're saying is, like, th- with that one, co- I don't know if he's a congressman or he's some politician from Paraguay. He, um, like, we tweeted on Bitcoin Magazine, like, oh, uh, this politician in Paraguay said that they're going to start to legislate Bitcoin in July. And he did a quote tweet of that saying, oh, thank you, Bitcoin Magazine. You know, hashtag Bitcoin, hashtag Ethereum. And <laughs> you can tell. Yeah. And you can tell from this guy's tweets, like. He doesn't get it. I think he's, I think he's brand new to the space. Like. I think, like, looking back through his tweets, like, I didn't really see anything that indicated that he's been here a while and he knows what he's talking about. I think possibly he just... He just for sees, political points, basically. Yeah, I think he sees the El Salvador president doing it, and he's like, okay, there's definitely something to this. And, like, you know, maybe the president talked to him or, you know, someone he knows and was like, Bitcoin's a way to solve, you know, our problems. And he's like, holy shit, maybe there's more opportunity. Uh and on the on the post, it was like everyone calling him a scammer and a shit coiner, like call him a shit coiner, whatever. But like he's, I doubt, I highly doubt he's a scammer. You know what I mean? Like he's not like, yeah. oh yeah, I'm gonna get people into Ethereum so I can like you know do something malicious to him. I think he's just in his journey and he's just learning. So like mm-hmm. I'm not gonna you know take the Bitcoin magazine handle and be like, dude, fuck you, shitcoin scammer. Like you know what I mean? It's like. The dude's learning. Like he's gonna learn that Ethereum's not the way. And if he does learn and continue to push Ethereum like it is this super, you know, amazing thing, then uh the free market or as you would say, you know, the cyber hornets, they will take care of him and they will he'll learn his lesson, you know, like Bitcoin only, Ethereum's fucking garbage. Um but yeah, I, I totally get what you mean. I, I'm always stuck on this like thing of like, I don't give a shit if people don't like Bitcoin and, you know, toxicity towards them. Like, if you're against Bitcoin, whatever, fuck you. Like, Bitcoin's going to succeed with or without you. But I also do understand your point of like, yeah, like, it would be nice for these people to, you know, 
especially the people who need it most, like the people in developing countries who really need it, like to start buying Bitcoin. Like if someone in the developing country is just getting into the space, I'm not going to be like calling them a shitcoin scammer if, you know, it's their first day in the space and they pick up a few more coins other than Bitcoin because, you know, they're learning. They don't know any better. This this space is so complicated, but definitely I, I do think it is important just to have those toxic assholes there because like, I like I kind of like to point to new people in the space and be like, look, if anyone is being like extremely nice to you, then they're probably taking advantage of you. Just look at the toxic assholes and that's where they're, you know, just putting out pure signal. So you may hate them, but, you know, whatever, like a lot of them are speaking truth. Yeah, man. So how does morality, do you think, connects to Bitcoin maximalism? Like, so it's just. You, you could be making shit tons of money. Like, for example, if I wanted to, I could have opened up my BitCloud account, you know, tweeted out the <laughs> link, took out the money, Pull and a then, cloud. Know, been a lot richer. Like, I, I could have easily done that as anyone else on Twitter. Uh, but in order to do that, some, some idiot would have had to think, oh my god, Nick can't mine coin? Oh yeah, I want to buy that. That's definitely going to fucking moon. Like what the fuck is Nick Camp Mine Coin going to do for humanity? Absolutely nothing. So like I could have opened up my account and uh dumped it on people and just f- turned it into Bitcoin, but it's also like then someone else would have got wrecked and that's not my goal. My goal is just to help usher in hyper bitcoinization in any way I can big or small right now i've just been doing small stuff like stacking sats you know running a node etc like i haven't really done anything other than that yet but um yeah like just usher in hyper bitcoinization like shit coins just <laughs> you gotta fuck someone over at the end of the day and i don't want to be the one to do that like it's just not what i'm in for i want other people to make money and you know store their value properly I don't want other people to get burned on fucking pancake swap or whatever the hell that shit's called. Like, people, like, I want to also, like, raise, like, I think a lot of people are just fucking stupid nowadays. Like, and I would know because, again, I was one of them. And I think more people should be, like, focusing on what's important and, like, raising their intellect, like, reading more, you know, spending more time outside, etc. And I think, if people just focus solely on Bitcoin, like they'll become better people, like all 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 round, just better rounded individuals. And um, I feel like shitcoinery just brings out like such degeneracy, like it's and it leaks in the other aspects of your life as well. I think like you just act different, you start to purchase retarded shit you don't need. Uh, you you know, you yeah, like lifestyle changes and stuff. Um. Being Bitcoin only is like, like, obviously it solves like the theft of inflation from the current financial system. Like we have this group of people at the top just stealing money from everyone else. Bitcoin's not theft. You put in the, you know, literally proof of work. You have to go out and you have to trade your time and your energy to accumulate Bitcoin. You know, whether that be working a job, providing a service or product that brings value to society. You have to trade stuff of real world value for your Bitcoin. Like it, it is 
it is easy to accumulate Bitcoin, but it's not, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, like anyone can accumulate Bitcoin, buy from an exchange or earn it. But it's like you got to trade your time and your labor for that. So, like, that's, you know, valuable stuff. And you should be able to store that value and, you know, not have it deteriorate over time. And uh, that just the current financial system doesn't do that. It obviously steals from you. It double wrecks you, like I said earlier, with inflation causing assets to go up and then uh your money's devaluing down and then shit coins is just like you're holding that and then you're getting fucked because bitcoin's going up and your shit coins not and you're just losing value against bitcoin and it's just completely immoral to me like i can't come to sell i can't come to shill people shit coins and just knowing in the back of my head that they're losing bitcoin and they don't even know it. It's like a, it's it's literally like an illusion because these people who don't understand, they don't, they're not thinking in terms of Bitcoin. They're thinking in terms of dollars. So like, if Bitcoin goes from fifty thousand to a hundred thousand, that's a, you know, it doubled. And they're holding Litecoin, but Litecoin goes from a hundred eighty dollars to a hundred ninety dollars. Like that's obviously not the same. They still made U.S. dollars on it. But they lost a shit ton of Bitcoin. And I don't want to, like, have anyone get wrecked. I don't want to tell anyone to do anything. You shouldn't be listening to me 100% on financial advice anyways, because I'm a fucking 21-year-old dude. But, uh, um, like, I, I just don't want people to fucking get wrecked and lose money. Like, I know fucking yeah. times are tough, especially for some people, dude. Like... I've had it decently well in life. You know, I grew up in like a middle class family in like a good area. Um, I haven't like had much to worry about, but like I, I know kids who did and it looked really fucking rough. And I understand uh, from their perspective and the stories they've they've shared with me that like they got to make every dollar count, you know, like everything matters. And like, you know, have being allowed to talk to these people like in Colombia and Venezuela and everything else on Bitcoin Twitter, like, it's really made me realize, like, people have it really fucking bad when it comes to financials, and I do not want to play a role in making someone else's life harder. Yeah. So, how do you see the space going forward? That is a really good question. I am terrible at predicting stuff. <laughs> I just, like, I, I just, like, you know, taking every day, you know, day by day. Um, I am very bullish. Um, one thing, like, I never know what to expect in this space because if you would have asked me what a fucking country announced legal tender this year, I wouldn't have guessed it. And then, all, and then like, that, like, kicked off game theory even harder. And now you had, like, that politician from Paraguay saying that they can't be left... I mean, Panama saying that they can't be left behind now that they've adopted bitcoin you got you know like brazil doing the uh announcing the etf today um you have all these countries like racing to adopt a bitcoin standard and like it's pretty crazy how like much faster we could be going if like let's say the mainstream media actually like wasn't corrupt and they actually gave a shit about like covering news and like their journalists weren't like soulless monsters um they would be covering Bitcoin stuff and like actually putting it in a good light instead of a bad light like they always do. Like that would have so much attention and so much more eyes on the Bitcoin space and people would be like, wow, 
El Salvador adopted it as legal tender. Why didn't I hear about this? Like, I, you know, I'm an entrepreneur or I'm, you know, someone who wants to bring value. Like, let me find a way I can bring value. And like, as these people come in, you know, people have been in the space so long. Um, like, and you know, there's always this worry about like, oh, people are going to come in and like, they're going to say the same old shit. You know, they're going to advocate for bigger blocks. They're going to, you know, they're going to shit coin and say, I can make, you know, I'm, I've just found out about Bitcoin and I'm here to fix it. You know, those type of people. But there's also going to be people who come in who are like, they, they align with our ethos. They understand it. And they're going to, they're going to come in with a fresh pair of eyes and they're going to probably be able to see stuff that we don't see like and then go out and provide real world value or you know think of a brand new idea on how to scale bitcoin or like new custody solutions or you know wh whatever it may be i just think as more people get in and uh if the mainstream media would just fucking advocate for it like we would be so much farther ahead than what we are but e even with that being said we're still pretty far ahead i mean like Less than a year ago, Michael Saylor announced, you know, MicroStrategy bought Bitcoin, and then they've just been taking on a huge ton of debt to accumulate more and more and more. They had that conference, um, and all these companies came, and like now they're looking at buying Bitcoin. Who knows who's been buying Bitcoin behind the scenes? Like, if you would have asked me about all this stuff, I never would have guessed it. And I think as time goes on, just more and more shit. Like, who would have seen fucking volcano mining? What the fuck is that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. how do we top that? And someone's going to do it. Someone's going to make vol volcano mining look like it's nothing. Like, it's... there. There's endless uh, possibilities of what can happen for this space. And it's all so bullish going forward. Um, I guess relating this back to maximalism... There's always going to be the leeches and the people who are going to try and take advantage of it, like uh, Brock Pierce, for example. Yeah, the guy who went guy. there. Yeah, fuck him. Yeah, just like going straight to El Salvador, trying to get his name in the headlines, him on the newspapers for his own personal gain. He doesn't give a fuck about Bitcoin. He's just there for himself. Like one of the things, someone called this in the bear market too. They were like, um, people who really are putting in work into the space during this bull run, they're not going to get the the recognition they deserve. It's going to end up being someone like Brock Pierce who, you know, weasels his way into the limelight. Or it's going to be fucking like, I don't know, like, let, like let's say Kim Kardashian says she's going to do something with Bitcoin in the middle of a bull run. And then everyone's like, oh my god, thank you, Kim, for all you do for Bitcoin. Fuck that. Then fuck her. You know what I mean? Like, Thank, thank the people who are actually putting in, you know, real world value into this thing. You know, like, like Jack Mallers is a good example. The dude is fucking killing it. Like, he's changing. He's actually changing lives. Like, he went to El Salvador when, you know, no one else but Bitcoin Beach was there. And he was there onboarding people to strike. He helped them write the fucking bill to get it approved. You don't see his name in the headlines in El Salvador. You just see Brock Pierce's name. Like, that's fucking horseshit. So I think it, there's going to be some frustrating times. Like, you know, stuff like that's going to be very frustrating to the plebs. And, like, that's going to bring out full toxicity even more. But um, overall, I'm pretty bullish on the way things are going. Shit corner is just 
bad actors, they're going to do what they can to leech on to Bitcoin's success because they contribute nothing. And other than that, I think I'm pretty damn bullish. Pretty damn bullish here, too. Well, Nick, thanks a lot for coming. I really enjoyed this show with you, man. Yeah, thank you for having me on, dude. This is awesome. Um, yeah, man. Hope to uh, speak with you again soon. Yeah, it was really great, at least talking about all these important stuff that uh, not many people really goes out to talk about. I mean, uh, even today, many people just, you know, frown on maximalists or shitcoiners, and they don't take us more seriously than they should be. So, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think people have just gotten way too soft today. Like, toxicity isn't bad. And if people tell you that it is bad, just tell them have fun staying poor and see their reaction. <laughs> yeah. At the end, like, this is all, like, like, it's it's serious, but then again, it's, like, have fun with it. Like, don't let, you know, some, some shit corner or some shit ruin your day on Twitter. Like, you know, just, just further hyper-Bitcoinization, that's the end goal. Like, I don't give a fuck about Ethereum, Litecoin, PancakeSwap, or any other bullshit. That, that doesn't end Pancakes. the Federal Reserve. Like, f- like, fucking sushi swap. that is not going to end the Fed. That is not going to change, <laughs> you know, the world. Don't it may scared. change your life. Yeah, it, it may change your life if you're being a degenerate and you get in at the low and sell the high. That may change your life, but you are one in eight billion people. You know, you do not represent the entire world. Like sushi. Swap but what if they not- figure out who actually managed to sell the top? <laughs> now that there's a danger to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like just just do stuff that changes the world. You know, this this project is all it's bigger than all of us, and um, I just want to do my little part to help further it in any way I can. Yeah. And if people disagree, they can go get fucked. Well, yeah, Bitcoin is just a tool to change the world, and we are the ones making the change to happen. That's 100%, it. bro. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming, man. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having me. And that was the episode for today. I hope you guys enjoyed it, and I hope you learned something. Until next time, guys. Over and out. <laughs>